Welcome, MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com, the answer for our faith. And we're on the second uh, series and the second part of the second series of four, 10 reasons why we should believe Jesus heals today. We just talked about 10 reasons why people don't believe. But I'm going to give you 10 reasons why we should believe that Jesus heals today. And hopefully it doesn't go as long because I'm trying to keep this under 15 minutes, but it's kind of hard to do. So 10 reasons we should believe that Jesus heals today. Number re one reason Jesus heals today. Scripture testifies that healings continued after Jesus was in heaven. When Jesus ascended into heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, in the book of Acts, the disciples, the apostles kept on, and healing was happening miraculously and instantly. It was still happening. Second reason why we still believe in healings today, 1 Corinthians 12, 9, and Paul is talking about and is giving it to us, you know, by the Holy Spirit, the gifts of healing, the gifts of healing. You know, there are certain uh, gifts, there are certain healings. You know, some people seem to have, you know, when they go out, these, you know, they've seen a whole lot more healings of cancer. Some people seem more healings of blind eyes opening and or people getting off crutches or out of wheelchairs. Just different gifts of healings. So why would there be a gifts and healing in the scripture? There's a lot of gifts. There's nine gifts. Did all of them pass away? You know, if not, how did where does it say that the gifts of healings passed away? It, they didn't. They didn't pass away. They're still happening. Number three reason why we should believe that Jesus still is healed today because there's too many testimonies of supernatural healings worldwide to say otherwise. There's too many people. You can't you can't convince me that healings haven't happened because I have been healed miraculously. I've I've had asthma. I mean, I had horrible asthma as when I was younger. Before I could go out, you know, in recess or afterward recess, I had to take an inhaler. Many times every year, I was, you know, at least one time a year, up to the age of probably 10 or 11, I was in the hospital because I had bronchitis all the time you know i'd pass out because i couldn't breathe because of coldness and sickness and i you know i was allergic to to mold i was allergic to you know animals with long hair so i couldn't be around dogs cats horses you know if i if i if i go to somebody's house you know and they had a dog i mean for the next week i'd be inhaling every day for the next week i'd have puffy eyes sometimes my eyes would puff up so much i couldn't see and so and I have that and it went into and people say you grow out of it but it went into my 20s and it went into my 30s and one time I was over this this old at a Pentecostal woman's house and she had a little dog and I said I got to go because it was bothering me my eyes started puffing up and she said, let me pray for you she laid hands on me and prayed for me and immediately my eyes went back down and I was able to breathe and you know and 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 it lasted it lasted you know for the next you know you know I think it was 7 8 years where I could go to people's houses. They even had sick dogs. I could be around mold and it did not affect me. I didn't need the inhaler anymore. I didn't need daily medication anymore whatsoever. And some people said, well, maybe you grew out of it. What, really? Why I'm having an episode? Somebody prays for me and I grew out of it then? No, it was a miraculous healing. Now, people, now I have, you know, having some asthma problems again. It's nowhere like it used to. But, you know, when you've been healed of something, you can't go back to something and, and, uh, you know, I, I never got a dog, but uh, recently my, my father passed away and I moved my mother in and, and she has my dad's dog and I just couldn't, you know, tell her to give, you know, uh, the dog away. And so, so I am having some asthmatic problems here and there because of the dog, but that's not God's fault. The healing, you know, the healing didn't disappear. It's just my body, which is not yet glorified, has problems in, you know, that area. And, you know, if you're healed from diabetes, 
It doesn't mean you can go out and start chowing down on sugar again. You may get diabetes again. We're, don't get, we're, in fact, we're even going to talk about that in this series, why people get sick again when they have miraculous healings. Because some people say, see, that wasn't a real healing. You know, it didn't last. We're going to talk about that. But there are too many testimonies of supernatural healings worldwide to say otherwise. You can't take it from me. You can't convince me because not only have I experienced it, not only in that case, but I've experienced some other smaller ones, but I've know people that experience even greater things like that. People that receive new livers. I'm not talking about a transplant, but I'm talking about they needed one and received one by God. I've seen people, my dad, who had an x-ray, he fell off a ladder and had a vertebrae broke. And he couldn't get back up and they hadn't, you know, but people began praying and it was healed, not by the doctor, but they took another x-ray and it was fine. It wasn't a miss. It wasn't a crinkle on the x-ray. It was a real, real thing. So you can't take that from uh, people who have experienced it. Number four, why we should believe healing today. Jesus needs us well for the work of the ministry. Matthew 9, 35 through, uh, through 38. Don't think people have seen this. It says, Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Every kind. Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of, of the harvest. Send out workers into the harvest. <laughs> Reason One reason there's not many people out there, not enough people out there, is because they're sick. It's hard to be out there when you're sick. It's hard to be out there when you have dialysis. It's hard to be out there and doing as, as, as when the harvest is plentiful, when we need to be out there and harvesting when you're having sickness and disease. But Jesus, that's one reason Jesus still heals us. Not only because he loves us, because, but because he needs us in the workforce for the kingdom of God. Number five, Jesus still moved with compassion. In fact, we just read he felt compassion for them. But here's Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, he is able to save forever uh, save forever those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. And people say, well, this is only about eternal life because it says save. Well, it is about eternal life, but you don't think he make intercession for us to, that, that we're also healed, that we're also delivered, we're also set free, that all the other prayers that we need to see happen, you don't think he's making intercession for those? Of course he is. Number six, Jesus still uses signs to show that he is Savior of the world. Jesus still uses signs to show that he is Savior of the world. All the other, you know, other religions have saviors, but they're dead. They're not, there's no signs following them. But Mark 16, 19 through 20. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them. The Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that follow we need to have confirmation when we go preach the gospel of the good news when we need to preach the kingdom of god and, and and preach eternal life we need to have signs that follow us we need to have confirmed that what we're saying is from a, a savior that is alive and well and sitting at the right hand of the father making intercession for us not some dead religion where somebody's passed on that somebody's body is rotten jesus body is not rotten if you can't find jesus body because jesus physical body is up in heaven sitting at the right hand of the father as we speak now, make an intercession for you and me. Number seven reason why we should believe healing is for today. Jesus wants to give the world a taste of the age to come. Jesus wants to give the world a taste of the age to come. Hebrews 6, 5. Now, this is a very dark and hard to interpret scripture. Many people don't even want to go there because it's talking about people who knew Jesus and then, and then walked away. And then that, that there is no chance for them to have repentance again. 
But I'm going to take a bit of part of the scripture. I know some people have problems with that, but it's scripture. And it says, And have tasted the good word of God and the powers of ages to come. God has shown people the power of the age to come. When Jesus returns to the heaven and all the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of him. There is the powers of age to come as one of his healing. There's going to be a whole lot of healed people when Jesus comes back. But we can experience that now. Because that's a power of the age to come. That's those who are, or who receive the power to be healed. And those who receive to lay hands on them to be healed. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we can receive and experience of the powers of the age to come. It says when Jesus returns, there's going to be people that, that if you don't live to be 100 years old, you're going to be considered cursed. Because when Jesus returns, there's going to be people, natural people, not even people that have been, you know, the bride of Christ or, or people went into heaven and come back down, but people who made it through the tribulation, people who made it through this world, they're going to have children and, maybe, and they may even, you know, live to be many years. It's even, it's even been said in the medical community that many baby boomers are going to live to be 120. Well, when Jesus returns, there's going to be people that live in to be four, five, six hundred, seven hundred years old. Really old ages. There's going to be cures for all kinds of sickness and disease. And even medicines and medical community is not going to end in the next thousand years. And we're going to talk about that too. You know, is the medical community the, the Antichrist or is it God ordained? We're going to talk about those things if it's evil to go to, you know, to a doctor or take medicine. We're going to talk about those things. Those are all important things. Number eight, God is glorified when we are healed. God is glorified when we're healed. Every time that Jesus healed people, it says, and the people glorified God. Glorify God while we are sick is an inspiration to others. We as Christians need to always glorify God no matter what circumstance and situation we're in. When Job lost all his family to death, when Job lost all his resources, all his cattle, all his provision you know, to, to death, he bowed down and worshiped the Lord. We need to do the same thing. But other people are not going to glorify God when we're sick. We can be an inspiration. There are Christians out there. There are mighty Christians who are doing great and wonderful things out there while they're sick, while they have diseases. And they're an inspiration to me because they're still serving God with everything they are. They are completely surrendered to the Lord. And I don't criticize people who are sick. I don't criticize people who have diseases and say you you lack faith or you're less of a Christian. That is not true. That's not what I believe. But saying get healed, you can be healed. But if you're, you are sick, you are an inspiration because you still serve God no matter what. You serve God for who he is and not what he can do for you. And, and we need to you know to see that. So if you are sick, have inspire me, inspire those around you, but also get that healing so people around you may glorify God and say, man, God is alive. Jesus is alive at the right hand of the Father for he has healed you. When we are healed, everyone glorifies God. Number nine, Jesus came to save all that was lost. He didn't come for it salvaging message he came for a salvation message you didn't come to salvage like a your house got caught in a you know in a flood so you're coming in to salvage what you can jesus came to save all that was lost when adam sinned and and all, all of creation fell jesus came to bring all creation back online <laughs> luke 19 10 for the son of man has come to seek and save all that was lost and one thing that you have lost one thing i have lost is our health we're not going to receive eternal life until either Jesus comes back or we, or we die. When we have eternal life now, but I mean, mean you know, you know, living in, 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 in a body that can never get sick and never get tired and, and worn out, that is yet to come. But Jesus came to save all that was lost, including our health. 
Number 10, why we should still believe that Jesus heals the day. God is still in, in God is still into confounding the wise. God's still into confounding the wise. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, 25 through 29 talks about the foolishness of believing in uh, the foolishness of believing. You know, the, it says that the, the Jews seek a miraculous sign and the Gentiles, you know, they, they seek wisdom. But I preach the cross, which is foolishness to those who are perishing, but life to those who are saved. Well, it's the same thing, you know, not just on, on eternal life, but that's on healing. You know how many people think healing is foolish? You may be even watching this and think, you know, healing is foolish. Why would you even believe? Why would you even trust in faith? You need to trust in the medical community. You need to trust in science. Well, we need to have hope in science. Well, or not, not hope, but we need to we need to believe the best. We need to ask God to, to show us, you know, medicines and show us those kind of things. But it, but it's not foolishness to believe that Jesus heals. The foolishness is when you don't believe that Jesus heals. When you believe, you know, that God's going to give you eternal life and going to give you a glorified body one day, but he won't do anything for you now? Come on. Jesus could have healed any day of the week, but he often chose the Sabbath. Have you seen that? Jesus could have healed any day of the week. He could have healed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but it seemed like he liked to do it on Sunday. Why? Because it seemed like he wanted to stir little things up. So he'd go into the temple, and even people who didn't ask to be healed, even people that weren't brought to him to be healed. He looked at a woman who's been over for 18 years, laid hands on her and said, you know, and healed her. Another man whose hand withered said, come here, come with me and put your hand forward. He healed him. He did it on the Sabbath because he wanted to upset the Pharisees. He wanted to show, hey, you guys are misunderstanding. You guys don't have true religion. You have a bad religion, a bad understanding of God, a bad understanding of compassion towards people. Well, God is still doing the same thing. God is still a little contentious on there and still healing people, you know, that don't, that, that society doesn't want healed. Yeah, I said it. There's, there's a lot of people that, you know, that, that the society doesn't want them healed. They wish they would just die and move on. But Jesus is out to heal them and to really confound the wise. If you just believe in medical, you know, discoveries or just medical healings, you don't believe in the supernatural, then this is going to confound you when people are healed. Going to upset you too, just like the Pharisees were upset. You can't do that on the Sabbath. For six days a week, you could heal. Where is it written that any of those Pharisees healed anybody on any day? Yet they're upset that Jesus was healing them on the Sabbath. Jesus is still doing the same thing to confound those who think they're wise. God gives grace to the humble, but resist those who are proud. But resist those who are proud. So that is 10 reasons why God still heals today. That Jesus still is healing today. Mydearbrother.com and mydearsister.com. Be well.